Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is window. W-I-N-D-O-W. Really? You bet your life. Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, a comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who now have on display the outstanding 1954 DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new 1954 Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. George, who's first? Gotcha, we have a married uh, couple from our audience, Mr. and Mrs. Marty J. Backjean. So, folks, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and take home an extra $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. and Mrs. M- uh, Marty J. Backjean, huh? Backjean. What, what kind of a name is Backjean? Well, it's uh, J I A N, Backjean, but uh, we. Change it to J E A N back gene. In other words, you change your genes, huh? <laughs> Not in midstream, I hope. Huh? Mrs. Back Jean, what is your first name? Helen. Helen. Well, that's a nice name. It could be from Troy. <laughs> well, what is your hometown? Uh? I'm from Long Island, uh, Queens County, New York. Oh. Well, that's a nice place there. I used to live in Great Neck there. Uh, may I inquire how old you are, uh, Helen? I'm 27. 27, huh? Young-looking, 27. Thank you. And where are you from originally, Marty? Well, originally from West Hoboken, New Jersey, about a half mile from Hoboken Ferry. Oh, I used to live in Hoboken many years ago. <laughs> How old are you, Marty? 45. Really? And Helen's 27. Well, that makes uh, 18 years difference. Eh? Well, that's right. Mm. How long have you two been married? 10 years. You certainly don't look at me. Where exactly did you meet Marty? Do do you remember? Yes, I was in the 10th grade at Polytechnic High School. You were in the 10th grade together? He was 18 years old and you? (laughs) Marty, what were you, the village idiot? (laughs) No, I was a teacher. Oh, I see. And Helen married a teacher, huh? Well, that's that's a new one. Marty, what kind of a class were you teaching? I was a class in library science. I was a school librarian. Oh. Well, I must say, Helen, you had a lot of courage. <laughs> no, this is, this is no reflection on you, uh, uh, Marty. Most kids, when they go to the library, bring home a book. And... <laughs> Helen Barry, there she brought home the librarian. <laughs> well, tell us something about library work. Uh, how do you become a librarian? Do you have to start out as a bookie? Well, Groucho, I didn't start out as a bookie. I started out as a shelf reader. Well, were you Morocco-bound at the time? or (laughs) Were you still in uh, Hoboken? No. (laughs) I started out as a shelf reader. A shelf reader? Yes. You read shelves? I read shelves. 
straightened the books on the shelves of the Los Angeles Public Library, and then went on to become a page, and then a junior librarian. You became a page in one of the books? <laughs> no, you certainly started at the bottom, didn't you? Right at the bottom. But what are you doing now, Marty? Have you given up teaching? No, I'm still the high school librarian at Polytechnic High School in Los Angeles. Oh. You know, speaking of books, uh, in almost every home there are shelves with books on them, good books. People have read these books, and they never read them again, and they remain on these library shelves. And the camps and hospitals, the service camps and hospitals, could use these books. They need them desperately. And if any of you folks out front have any books like that that you're through with and don't intend to read again, instead of just decorating the shelves, why not take them to your nearest USO station and drop them off there? You'll be doing a wonderful thing for the kids. Well, you're a nice couple, and I'm sure you'd like to win a lot of money tonight. Wouldn't you? Oh, I'd love to. All right, well, let's play You Bet Your Life. Now, tonight we're going to change our quiz. You know, in past weeks, the contestants have been betting all their money on every question, and too many people have been going broke. Uh, George, Fannerman, will you come in here? I want you to explain the rules. You get four questions. You pick them yourselves by number from a list that Groucho has in his hand there. Now, each question has a value, ranging from $10 for the first on the list up to $100 for the tenth question. As the value increases, $10 at a time, the questions get tougher. You can pick any four of the ten that you want. If you miss the question, we don't subtract anything. And if you get it right, we add it to your total. Now, is that clear? Very clear. Any question? Remember, the more the question is worth, the tougher it is. Number one is easy, number ten is very hard. So it's up to you. The couple that wins the most money gets the chance at the big question later. Well, let's see how much money you can win. You selected American history, and you ought to be pretty good at this. Now, you can start with a $10 question, 50 or 80 or 100 You can start with any question you want. We'll try the $50 question. 50 Well, that's a, that's a nice compromise. All right. Who was the president of the Confederate States? Jefferson Davis. That's right. You have $50. You're on your way with $50. Now, you see, the beauty of this quiz is you can't lose this 50 This is inviolate. This is yours. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, you have to talk real loud because these people right, we'll want to hear the We'll take the $70 question. $70. Yeah. Now, if you win this one, you'll have 120 What was the name of the British general who surrendered at Yorktown? Cornwallis. Cornwallis. What are you talking about? Cornwallis. Cornwallis is right. <laughs> you now have $120. Isn't this much better than the old way? So far. Of course, we're going to break the sponsor, but we don't care about that. <laughs> Now you have $120. Now what are you going to bet? 80 or 90. You had a 70. You want to try an 80? Let's try it. The 80s are very good this year. (laughs) (laughs) We just got them in this morning. 90. 90. Ethan Allen was a revolutionary hero in command of a famous group of militia. What were they called? The Minutemen. No, I'm sorry. It was the Green Mountain Boys. Well, you still have $120, however. And one more chance, right? Now you have one more chance. We'll try the $100 question. Okay. A famous raid on an arsenal led by John Brown in 1859 was one of the incidents that eventually led to the war between the states. What was the name of this place? Talk it over. You're married. Yeah. Oh, uh... We don't know, Groucho. Well, you should have known this. It's Harper's Ferry. I was thinking of it. It's named after my brother, Harper's yeah. Marks. Huh? <laughs> and you still wind up with $120. Well, that's pretty good. Thanks and good luck from the Dakota Primitive. Thank you, 
Okay, George, who's next? Well, we invited some sulky drivers to the program tonight, Groucho, and our studio audience selected Mr. By Shively to be on the show. And his partner has an interesting hobby. She's Mrs. Frances S. Barra. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, welcome to your bet your life. Say to secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Frances S. Barra and By Shively. Mrs. Barra, I'll start with you. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Englewood, California. Oh, is that so? I used to live there. (laughs) How old would you say you are, approximately, uh, Mrs. Barra? Well, I'd say I'm about 28. Uh Well, how old actually are you? (laughs) You're married, I presume, from this uh, moniker here. Yes, I am. Uh And Mr. Shively? Where are you? By Shively, huh? Yes, sir. Where, Where are you from, by? Well, I was born in Indiana. Oh, whereabouts? town called Goodland up in the western, northwestern. Oh, is that so? I used to live there. (laughs) Great old town. Your name is By Shively? Yes. What does a By stand for? Well, I hate to mention that. That stands for Bion. For what? Bion. B-I-A-N-O-N. B-I-O-N? Is that an old Yankee name? Well, I don't know. Some fellow named me that... They said he had quite a little money, and he tied that name on to me, and I, uh, when he died, he never left me a nickel. <laughs> well, I don't like to mention that. Well, that was a good one on him, wasn't it, huh? <laughs> How old are you, Bye? Oh, I'm only 75. Well, you're only a kid, huh? Yeah. Are you married? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. How long have you been married, huh? Oh, about 54 years. Are you happily married, Bob? Well, yes, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) You you have any children? One boy. Uh Well, let's see. What was it uh, Fenneman called you? uh? Sulky driver. You're a, a sulky driver. You mean you drive a horse drive, and carriage? Drive uh, trotters and pacers to a s- sulky. Hmm. I don't like to say this, but aren't you a little old for horse racing? You can drive as long as you can sit on a bike and hold a pair of lines, I guess. What big races have you won, uh, Mr. Shively? Well, I'm on this Golden West trot out here to Santa Anita. I won the Kentucky Futurity and the Hamiltonian. That's a real big one, the Hamiltonian, isn't it? Well, it's about 10,000 more than the Kentucky Futurity. Well, you're a pretty modest fellow, aren't you, the way you reel these uh, victories off here as though they were nothing. Don't you? You don't like to talk much, but you don't blow your own horn very much. Well, I don't. I never noticed it. You say you're married, Mrs. Barry? Yes, I am. How did you, how did you meet your husband? Well, uh, I presume you still have him. Eh? <laughs> I was looking for a job one day, and uh, he had a flying school. So, a what? Uh, a flying school. A flying school? Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. The best we could do when I was a kid was to tip the school over on its side. <laughs> Never could get it to fly. Eh? What were you doing at the at this place? Well, I was asking him for a job. Oh. And uh, I worked for him for about a year, and then we were married. 
But what did, what did you do? You say you worked for him? Uh, I was a flight instructor. Oh. How long did you do this? Oh, I've been flying for about 12 years. You've been flying for 12 years? That's yes. a long time. Well, how'd you manage it? Did you, uh, do they refuel you in midair? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you've done a lot of flying. Have you made any unusual flights, uh, Francis? Uh, yes, I have flown in the Powder Puff Derby for the last three years. The Powder Puff Derby? Yes. Really, that's one place I've never been. <laughs> Isn't that the ladies' lounge at the Brown Derby? <laughs> no, it's the all-women transcontinental air race. Oh, mm-hmm. and you were in it this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. And where is this? Uh, where did you fly from? Well, and to? Um, I flew from Lawrence, Massachusetts, to Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. That's a long ride. How'd you make out? I won. Really. <laughs> We got nothing but champs up here tonight. Congratulations! You must be pretty good with a powder puff, huh? Try. You must have a pretty fast plane. Is it a jet plane? Oh no, uh, it's a very slow plane. In fact, uh, you can come in last and still win. Only in a woman's race could you make a statement. <laughs> well, you're both in a different kind of a race tonight. You're going to play your bet your life for a chair for a lot of money. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but. Uh, George is going to remind our listeners. In the race for the $1,000, Mr. and Mrs. Backjean won $120, and the secret word is window. I have ten questions here. You get any four of these questions you want. Only remember number ten is for $100, and that's much more difficult than the first question, which is for $10. Is that clear? And any money you win, you keep. Now, you, uh, you took uh, food and drink as your category. Just talk up. Whatever you say. Seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. What is the salted row of the stadium called? If you don't know, take a guess. Caviar. Caviar is right, yes. <laughs> On your way, I have seventy dollars. Don't do that. When you know the I answer, the shout it out, huh? <laughs> Now you have $70, which is yours, and nobody can take that away from you. Except me, as soon as the show is over. Huh? <laughs> now which one do you want? You want the 100 you want the 10 20 30 80. anything you want. Talk up, kids. That's all right. You're the $80. Your $80, all right. What is the sugar substitute made from coal tar called? Talk it over. Your partners. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Sir? No, you should know this. Saccharin. But you still have $70. All right. Now your third question. Which one do you want? $60. 60 What is the main ingredient of borscht? Wine. Take a guess. No, no. I can see you're not rushing. It's beets. You still have $70. All right. Now here's your fourth one. You can't lose that 70 All right, what are the small cubes of toasted bread served with soup called? uh, Talk it over. Small cubes of toasted bread. Uh, Croutons. And you'll wind up with $70. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks and good luck. (laughs) 
Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Nobody cheats me out of that. I don't want to get fired. Now, before we go on, I have something here I would like to mention. It's about Christmas seals. You know, every one of those Christmas seals you buy and use helps fight the battle of tuberculosis. And TB is our country's number one infectious killer. So answer that letter you get containing the Christmas seals. Buy them and use them. All right, George, who's next? Well, now we have a, uh, a woman with an interesting job and a man who works in a restaurant, Groucho. Uh, she's Mrs. Edith Keenest and Mr. Tony Hartenstein. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Edith Keenest is... Keenest, is that how you pronounce it? That's right, Edith uh, Keenest. What kind of a name is that, Keenest? My husband's from Switzerland. It's a Swiss name. Oh. Where are you from, Edith? I'm from New York City, right near Morningside Park. Oh, is that so? I used to live there. Is that so? <laughs> Tony Hartenstein? Steen? What? Hartenstein. Stein. What kind of a name is that? That's a Swiss name. I'm from Switzerland. Oh, naturally. Who isn't? Everybody around here tonight is from Switzerland. I used to live in Switzerland. <laughs> now, Edith, what sort of work does your husband do? He and I operate a dude ranch, the Double E Ranch in Woodland Hills. You run a dude ranch? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I take my little daughter to dude ranches quite frequently in the summer. Now, what is yours like? Well, ours is the dude ranch for dogs and has nothing to do with people. <laughs> What do you mean, a dude ranch for dogs? Are you serious? I'm perfectly serious. It's the same for dogs as it would be for people, only we only take dogs. Oh. Well, uh, is your dude ranch full most of the time? It's full all of the time. In fact, we turn dogs away almost every day. <laughs> your place must be a howling success. Huh? <laughs> I happen to have a French poodle, now. Suppose I wanted to leave him at your flea bag when I went out of town. Uh, how would I go about it? Well, the first thing you'd have to do is give me plenty of notice so that I'd be sure to be able to accommodate you. No, it's for the poodle. I don't know. <laughs> now, what else do I have to do to get my dog into your club? Well, you have to tell me who recommended us to you. Because we're very particular about the dogs. They have to be strictly pets, and we have to know who the people are that send them. Suppose these dogs get lonesome for their owners. What do you do? Well, most of the owners write their dogs. And then I take the letters into the dogs, and I let them smell it. I even read it to them. They read these letters in the litters? No, I read the letters to them, and they smell it. And then they know it's from their owners. And I answer the letters for the dogs. <laughs> And what what are the rates? What are the rates of this joint? Well, I'd rather not go into the rates, but they're reasonable. <laughs> what do you regard as reasonable, uh, Edith? Well, uh, not expensive. <laughs> you give me the old doggy runaround. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Tony, not to change the subject, which needs changing about now. Uh, <laughs> what sort of work do you do? Uh, I'm an accordion player at the Switzerland restaurant. You're an accordion, a squeeze box, you play? That's right, vacuum cleaner. You're kind of a Swiss fell baker, huh? That's right. Can you yodel? Yes, I can. You can, huh? Well, what is a yodel exactly, Tony? Well, a yodel is a combination of your chest voice and the falsetto. And, of course, uh, most of all, it's an expression of joy. Mm -hmm. Could you teach me to yodel? 
Well, I think so. Can you sing? <laughs> Apparently, you haven't heard me. <laughs> I can I can whine a bit. Why well, you take, for instance, uh, you say "hololo." Hololo. That's right. Now you put some voice in it, and you go "hololo." Oh, no, no. <laughs> now, this was your chest voice. Now you take uh, the words ooh and do, but here you use your falsetto, like this. Well, let's have a whole yodel now, then. Six dogs just broke out of her tent. <laughs> now you can you yodel Now, you go right and I sing the low part now. All right. What key, will you? Well, you pick any key. more things badly than anybody in television. <laughs> well, it's been certainly fun talking to you two, but now it's time to play You Bet Your Life for a chance at the big money. In the race for the $1,000, Mr. and Mrs. Backjean are still leading with $120. Now, uh, you know, we have a new uh, quiz game, or don't you know? You have chosen geography as your uh, category. I've got ten questions here. You'll pick any four of these you want. They start at $10 and go up to $100. Further up you go, the tougher they get. Now, uh, are there any questions? Is this clear to you? I believe so. All right, you can take a $10 question, which is the easiest, $100, 50 anything you want. Ten. Talk up. Ten. Ten? Mm-hmm. All right, and what foreign capital do you find the Kremlin? Moscow. That's right. You see, you should have taken a $100. <laughs> well, you now have $10. Now you have $10. Now you can take any question you want. Twenty? Mm-hmm. All right, and what state do you find Pikes Peak? Colorado. Colorado is right. Now I have $30. Now, which one do you want? Right. 40 40 What is the capital city of Chile? Santiago. Santiago is right. You now have $70. Now you have one more question. You can take any one you want. 60 60 what is the tallest mountain in North America? Mount North America? Mount McKinley. Like Mount that. McKinley is right. <laughs> and you wind up with $130. Well, thanks. That means that the lady who runs the dude ranch for dogs and her partner with $130 
In just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Arlene Francis, here to tell you about the most wonderful new car I've ever seen, the 1954 DeSoto Automatic. The DeSoto Automatic is the one car planned and built to do exactly what you want it to do. Do it instantly, do it quietly, and do it safely at all speeds. That's a marvelous thing to know. And what a beautiful car. There are completely new interiors, too. The new instrument panel is in perfect harmony with the rest of the exquisite appointments. A real jewel-like instrument panel, giving you a real feeling of luxury. Take it from me, this 1954 DeSoto Automatic is a really thrilling car. A car you'll want to see right away at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Drop in to drive the 1954 DeSoto Automatic and enjoy a DeSoto ride. The ride that puts you ahead automatically. Here comes our winning couple, Groucho, the man from Switzerland, and the lady who runs the Dog Dude Ranch, all set for the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. No coaching now. One of the colorful figures of California's early days was a writer and poet who immortalized such places as Roaring Camp and Poker Flat. For $1,000, tell me the name of this famous poet. Talk it over. What's the answer you two have decided upon? Take a guess. Well, we, we don't know. Well, it was Bret Hart, a very famous uh-huh. poet and novelist. So that means Bret Hart, B-R-E-T, capital H-A-R-T. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but how much did they win the quiz, George? They won $130 well, in the quiz. Not too bad. Thanks and good luck from the Thank more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding 1954 DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-price field. DeSoto, Plymouth. Two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. (laughs) Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When driving, don't stick your neck out in traffic. You'll Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You'll Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world.